back to Talk Anything with Cass. I would like to thank you all for still being with me and thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed my content up till now. I know it's been kind of like everywhere with between a talk show and the actual play kind of talk show kind of thing. But you know what? It's my show. I'll do what I fucking want. <laughs> my guest today is named Lee, and I'll let him introduce himself. He's a good buddy of mine on the Fun Installers Network, and um, we just recently did a table read for Halloween with a bunch of our buddies from Fun Installers Network as well, um, and that was a lot of fun. Wow, we we had a interesting ride on that one, didn't we, Lee? <laughs> That was fun. It was fun, it was a I lot, tell you. It was super weird, but a lot of fun. It was weird. With the the little boy being a girl, and then a boy, and then a girl, and then his name was Karen, and we were like, what? <laughs> I, I just I, I just decided they were gender fluid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, gender fluid zombie. That's, that's it. I think I'll go with that one. <laughs> or the, the truck driver getting named halfway, or not even halfway. It was like way further that past halfway like, of like the, the last, script. In the last quarter of the script, all of a sudden, truck driver becomes Ben. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, who like, the fuck like, is Ben? <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you mean? Ben's just come down from upstairs. Who's Ben? <laughs> and somebody realized that the last person to go upstairs was a truck driver. Yeah. Like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is small, happening? We'll pause for brain freeze. I know. What? Oh man! Uh, and they still kept uh, calling him truck driver as well. As I well know. As ben. So fucking funny. Yeah. Um. So uh, tell my audience a little bit about yourself. Um. My name is Lee Hume. I actually cast. I don't use he and him pronouns. <laughs> um, no, that's fine. Yep, I use uh, they and them and it and its for my pronouns. Okay. Uh, I do writing things mostly. I tell stories. I like telling stories. It's been always, always been the thing I love most to do. Um, I post. We've got a great, a great voice for it. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Because that is one of the projects I currently have on the go. Is a podcast. Um, nice. At the moment, what I've got right now is I have a, a blog, a website where I post stories based on write, random writing prompts every couple of weeks. Uh, that's at leehume.com. And there is currently in progress a podcast called uh, Queer Stories by Strange Folk. And All that right. I'm doing with my partner, um, Cuddles, also known as Lex, but mostly Cuddles. <laughs> Um, we are Team Cuddles Productions, and me and Lex and our friend Tracy Clifton, who is a great voiceover artist, um, basically what we're doing is put, we've put together this podcast, which is 10 episodes long. Uh, we need to finish recording some of mine and Cuddles bits, but basically nine of the episodes are a story written by me for this season, cool. the first season, and episode 10 is an audio drama written by me from one of my other stories for Tracy and Cuddles to star in. So that's, that's the season one that I'm currently putting together. Me and Cuddles have a couple of stories left to record, and once we've done that, then I get into the, the audio editing stuff and see how it goes, and then hopefully season two, we'll, we'll, we will get some submissions from other people. Um, Heck yeah. other, 
the idea is that I want to provide a platform for queer writers to sure their stories out because it's really hard. Yeah, um, I know that the the one lady that did the Vela, she mm-hmm. is. Um, oh, it's one of my literal audio favorite. Like, it's my favorite fucking audio mm-hmm. drama out there. Like, it's it's so fucking good. I've listened to it probably a hundred times on loop. Um, but she is one of those queer writers that I mean, she really fucking did a really good job, and I gotta say heck fucking yeah man go do it man <laughs> like yeah. i am a huge fucking fan so yeah for sure get that shit out there i'm yeah. a huge fan of that stuff for sure i've yeah. seen a lot of it on like the realm if you've ever mm-hmm. if, if, i mean if you really want to get your stuff out there i would check out realm fm um okay. they have a lot of like queer based um audio dramas out there too and if you are actually into that kind of thing um me and nick and kimmy from our four friends we are kind of starting our own kind of audio thing too it's just like we're starting out the our the role play right now and so i started a server and so we're just kind of starting the role play because we're just getting like all the characters and everything started Mm -hmm. and so if you're interested in that i would absolutely love to have you that sounds fun yeah yeah cool definitely so what is your what's your show called Um, queer stories from strange folk is what it would be awesome yeah i like that it's it's, it's so so hard as an author to get your stuff where people can see it and the more the more marginalizations you have the harder that gets so being queer uh, along with anything else like i'm i'm queer i'm trans i'm disabled i have chronic pain i have bipolar so all of these things put me further and further away from the central point where people find stories sure Um, so what i want to do is offer queer people from all walks of life an opportunity to get their stories out somewhere sure and, like, where are you from? Or do you mind if I ask you that? Um, no, no. I'm currently living in Greater Manchester. Okay. Uh, I've, I've, I've been around a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I grew up I grew up in Lancashire. Um, cool. I, I moved away and I have not moved back. I've moved around a few times. I lived in LA sure. for a while. Uh, oh. For about two and a half years. Came back to England. Cool. Moved around a few more times. <laughs> and, and now I am... Um, Greater Manchester with cuddles, <laughs> closer to Cuddle Dad. Sure, one of the few family that Cuddles has at the moment has left. Aww. So we, well, uh, I we, understand that. Yeah, yeah, and he's awesome. Well, well that's crazy. Me. You're a lot like me. Like I've lived in ten different states in the United States, and like yeah. I just kind of love being everywhere all at once. And I've been one of those people that is like I never say no. So like I, will, yeah just literally attempt to do anything like when i lived in las vegas when it was like the best thing <laughs> for me because like they had um events like big special events so like yeah. i got to help out with the cmas one time and i got to work nice. with wolfgang puck and cool. so like that's just one of those really cool stories that you can just be like man like i got to I, because i said yes to like literally everything i got to do some of the coolest shit <laughs> Yeah, I, I find that too. Just be willing to just like, you know what? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it means I, I have this really random set of skills 
Yeah. <laughs> when you put exactly. them together, comes into something kind of cool. But I just uh-huh. I've picked up so much shit from doing different things. Yeah. Just from going, yeah, okay. And if I don't well, know how to do it, I'll figure it out. Yeah, and not only that, it gives you, like, an even broader extensive knowledge about, like, other things, and then it gives you, like, kind of a different kind of sense of humor at the same time, because you have experienced so much shit, and you're just like, this is just funny to me now. (laughs) Yeah, I love new new stuff to try, and I love, um, you know, inviting me to do something different, generally, that gets me all all excited, like, "Ah, yeah, that sounds fun. Heck yeah. <laughs> and off we'll I have go to get you in. on um, Four Friends because we're actually yeah. coming up on kind of a thing where like I can kind of rotate people out soon. Mm-hmm. And so like um, because I created my own TTRPG and it's called Haunted Trailer Park Wars and we're going to be playing mm-hmm. that coming up soon. And so like uh, I would love to have you if you want to ever sounds, come. That sounds funny. Yes. Yeah, it is so much fun. I have had a. I mean, I literally was at a, the hobby shop in my in my town, and I saw this expansion pack. It was an expansion pack of a, a board game, and I just saw the cover, and I was like, "This would be a hilarious TTRPG," and I fucking created yeah. it just from the cover of a board game. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so. Yeah, I've, I've made a few TTRPGs. We have a long history with our friends of. Um, just homebrewing stuff um, and then uh, last year for Cuddle's birthday I made a TTRPG uh, as a one shot for her by request some superheroes which is what she asked for and I created this what this scenario and also uh, a card card based system instead sure. of dice deck of cards uh, yeah. Which Cuddles, who is good at naming stuff, has named Gambit for me. And uh, awesome. then I've made like three or four other versions of Gambit with different stories or scenarios attached. I just kind of hack the system into something new every time, which has been fun. Yeah. Um, I do have a really big uh, TTRPG, an entire, like a whole universe TTRPG. Whole yeah. multiverse TTRPG, in fact. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is about ready for me to actually start writing into book form, but it's a big project, and I always have something else to do. Yeah, well, if you ever want to test out your stuff, you go ahead and let us know, because we're down, like, we have, like, a whole long list of um, stuff that we want to try, and actually, I found a Harry Potter TTRPG the other day and I'm like dudes we're playing this <laughs> uh, I'll definitely avoid that one <laughs> well you know what I mean you're like like we've got a lot like a whole list yeah. of games that we would love to just test out and so many good play. games yeah and so if you ever want to just use us as guinea pigs let us know because <laughs> we'll do it guinea pigs are always good I, I yeah. have my friends as guinea pigs on this game a number of times, and it's yeah. always been very funny. It's basically uh, all my um, episodes of my haunted has been just everybody being my guinea pigs and me testing out my <laughs> monsters. It's <laughs> a good way to do it. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Um, so, what's your first topic? I know we kind of already just been chatting for a while, but you know that's <laughs> yes. okay. Well, it kind of 
zooms into it, my first story actually is about writing, uh, writing queer fiction, specifically. Because okay. sure. um, I'm queer, I've pretty much known since I was a kid, pre-teens really. Sure. Uh, used to get crushes on girls, and my, my, my reaction to that was like, okay, but other people will be less pleased about this, so stay quiet sure. for now. Um, and then I came out as a lesbian uh, with my first girlfriend when I was 17. And then I was 30 when I came out as trans. Uh, sure. And so I've kind of grown up. Um, I was born in the early 80s. So I've sort of grown up through a lot of... Um, a lot increased of stigma. Visibility, uh, increased visibility yeah. and at the same time the stigma that comes through uh, from it as well. Yep, so I was born in 84, so I get it. Yeah, yeah. so you, you've seen it as well. And, you know, uh-huh. I, I live on Turf Island. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's not, it's, it's not the greatest place to be in the world. It's not like, you know, in the US as well and other places that are just still so bad for queer people of any type. It's um, so it's so disheartening to see, and I just yeah. love everybody. And I just, I, I joke with my friends. I'm like, if if I could just be president of the universe, it would just yeah. be happiness and love and hugs and weed for everybody. Like, <laughs> like, like would that be good? That would be great. Like, who cares? Everybody is somebody, and they all deserve the same love that everybody else gets. You know, like there's no difference, and just mm-hmm. love people. You know, there's it's not so hard to just love people. And yeah. I tell people all the time, it 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 uh, it makes you cause so much more energy out of yourself to create hate and anger and meanness than it is just to be happy and nice like if you're just happy and nice it is far less energy taken out of you (laughs) than it is to be angry and mean the problem is of course that due to all of this and history and everything it's really really important to show different people yeah in all types of media and you know, there's always that pushback on, oh, why does it have to be explicit and so on and so forth. And the answer to that is because you're calling the existence of it explicit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's explicitly showing gay people or explicitly showing trans people, not just people. That you know, yeah. we're yeah. we're not just other people. You're not aliens. Yeah. You're still human. Yeah. We're still like, humans and we still have all the human feelings and everything, but so yeah. many people consider our very existence to be yeah. a problem and I, are trying their very hardest to stop us existing. Yeah. And it makes it really very important to see other queer people in things and to yeah. see queer people represented and doing all of the jobs. Acting, writing, directing, writing stories, all with queer people in them. Yeah. Like, make a point of adding queer people and people of cultural backgrounds in there because we still live in a world where default is cishet white guy. Yeah. So literally uh, anything that isn't that is better. (laughs) I and agree. Yeah, it means there'll be like fewer cis white guys, and that's good. 
Yeah, it's one of those. The diversity, in my opinion, makes is what makes the world beautiful. And Mm -hmm. so it's just, it's really hard for me when I see, like, there was a movie that came out where, like, they basically made everybody the same. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, everybody looked the same, but, like, everybody had to take, like, a a pill. I can't remember what the fuck it was called. It had, like, um, Katie Holmes and Kristen Bale. And they had to oh, basically yeah. dumb down their emotions and yeah, everything. And the, yeah. Yeah, and the I just, stuff. Oh, I could not oh. live in a world like that. That would just kill my heart because when in a world of such creativity, like all the people that we have in that fun installers network, I mean, and I know that there's a hell of a lot more creative people out there because like I play on a, another role play server with a bunch of people that, I mean, there's, there's queer and non-queer and we all have a lot of fun with each other, you know, and um, we're actually getting ready to turn that into an audio drama too, because it's uh, um, one of these role play things that my friend Ash started with free action cry my on in my show um, free action cry. And we've been having so much fun with it. She's like, I've kind of been thinking about turning this into a show and I'm like, fucking do it. This is awesome because we're having a blast with it, you know, and a lot of the characters are, uh, I mean, it's very, it's very risque. That's <laughs> all I gotta <laughs> say. <laughs> but we have a lot of fun with it, so I, I am all for that. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, definitely, awesome. Mm-hmm. And the film is Equilibrium. That's the one I was reading. Oh that. yes, yes, that? yes. Thank I you. Re- I could yeah. not remember. I just remember I was reading something about the gun um, cart earlier today. The fight scenes in that film are amazing. Yes. <laughs> yes. It really gets overlooked for that, which is a shame. But yeah, yeah. It's that whole feed your population drugs so that they will be docile. Yeah. Which goes back to Brave New World as well. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, that was when I first encountered that as a concept. And wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah finding I ways to pacify that. the masses. Is a thing it's that so only bad, bad guys want to do. <laughs> yeah, and it's sad that it's even like a concept. You know, yeah. like people are already thinking about. It. I mean, it's I know it's uh, people's conspiracy theory, you know, whatever. But oof, it's scary mm. just to even know that it's even thought of. Yeah, because you know, there's always somebody who goes, "Actually, that's a great idea." Right. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I could not live in a world where there was no art, no music, no fun. No. It sounds dreadful. It does sound dreadful. That would be the worst world ever. I, <laughs> ever. No. Yeah. I was just going to say something to you, but now I forgot already. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Oh, yeah. So um, when I was in Las Vegas, uh, I played a lot of World of Warcraft, and one of my very good friends on there, his name is James, and um, he was like, uh, my he just was like my instant friend. Like I got into his guild, and he was like, "Kakai!" Like was instantly my best friend, and um, he has been my I call him my. 
fairy fairy godfather for my son. <laughs> but he used to joke with me that um, I would hold a monopoly on the queer um, community down in Las Vegas because I had <laughs> such a, a group of them because I loved them so much. You know, I was like, yeah. I love having you all around me. <laughs> See, that's it's, nice. Yeah. That's always nice yeah. to know. Well, and it's, it's, it was mostly because they were the ones that didn't bullshit me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they told me the truth. They didn't hold back. Like I like people like that where they're not going to pussyfoot around and be like talking, like say this to my face and then turn around behind my back and then say something different. You know, like my yeah. one friend, he just straight looked at me in the face because we were getting ready for one of their huge like parties that they would do annually. And um, they would... Um, they, <laughs> I got to their house to, for the party and I had just left work. I was working at New Balance at the time. I, I had like four jobs. So I was like mm. cooking at three different casinos. And then I was working at New Balance selling shoes just because if I had free time, it was not a good thing. <laughs> so, um, the, the, I show up and they're like, Oh no, honey, we gotta dress you up. And I'm like, I look fine. And they're like, you look like a lesbian. And I'm like, what's wrong with that? I like my lesbian friends. <laughs> so it was funny. And then they, of course, put me all in this outfit. I don't even know what it was. And then they did my hair and my makeup. And I. I don't think I was able to walk for the rest of the night, but it was so much fun. <laughs> they were a good time. I miss those guys. If you're listening, I miss you. <laughs> it does sound like fun. All right. What's your next topic? Uh, well, the next topic was kind of similar to the first, and we covered it slightly. Um, but going on from the queer fiction is also really important that some of the people you have doing this stuff are queer oh yeah like don't write about queer people without at the very least knowing and get with them yeah hire, hire queer people as sensitivity readers hire queer people to do the writing and directing and acting and all of that kind of stuff like because once again, the opportunities are readily available for non-queer folk. It's the queer folk that kind of get the short end of it. And it's really important that queer voices are heard in their own stories. Absolutely. Because being a, for example, cis person writing about trans people, there are an awful lot of ways to go wrong oh yeah and to do it really badly and generally they do not always but mostly (laughs) there are those that can manage it and they are always people that have spent their life around queer people sure always without fail they are the people that have just always been around queer folk sure and so writing about them is natural to them sure but if it's not then you need to do something about that. You can't yeah. just make it up as you go. 
Yeah. I mean, you can't really... It's kind of like... Um, uh, it's kind of like somebody writing a cookbook who's never cooked before. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it just don't make no right. sense. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a weird thing to do. Yeah. And to like not even have somebody teach you how to cook or anything. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's weird and it's harmful. Like, oh, it is. You write things about trans people without knowing about trans people and you wind up hurting trans people. Yeah. Because you wind up, you do things like uh, double down on problems and write things that should not be written about trans people and describe them in sure. ways. Sure. You know, there's a whole lot of problems inherent in it. And you need to either stay in your lane or get somebody <laughs> who lives in the right lane yep. to come help. Yeah. See, like, even with, like, my RP stuff, like, I wouldn't even begin to even, like, try to even do anything like that because I've never experienced it myself. So, like, that's not something that I would want to write about because I know that if I tried, I would probably insult somebody and I don't want to do that. So, like, I would rather have, like, someone be like, you know what, you're doing okay, or, you know, this is how you could do it, or something, or don't even try, bitch, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's so hard for us to get our own voices out as well. Sure, I bet. That, again, just having trans people and queer people write their own stories is still a radical concept, and it should not be. Yeah. Queer people of all walks, whatever whatever type of queer it is that they own for themselves, should be given the opportunity to use their voices to discuss themselves. Yeah. And I don't understand people who are just like, but why? Yeah, that doesn't make no sense either. Mm. And I hope that, uh, like, at least... I will be able to help you get your voice out there by just even doing a few shows with you on here and then help get your other show out. Promote that shit. Yeah. Cause I'm all about it. (laughs) (laughs) I I will definitely help. Never say no to promotion. Yes. I will definitely (laughs) help. Don't you worry. You just sent me all the links. (laughs) Brilliant! I will. I will as well. You're going to get bombarded with stuff. That's fine. <laughs> no, that's fine. Do you you just bombard my DMs. Every time I have a thing, is <laughs> yep, do it. <laughs> I'm welcoming it. I'm telling you right now. Here's the record. Yes. It's on record. Cannot <laughs> backtrack now. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Um, is that the? I didn't mean to interrupt you. Is that all you had for that? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just stress. Like, find trans people to talk about trans people. Find gay people to talk about gay people. Find, you know, just that. Just don't stop allowing cishet people (laughs) all all of the space. Yeah. It's not 
it's not pie. There's enough to go around. Right. But all this stuff just gets squished and all of these people that can do it, they get ignored because Mm -hmm. they're not necessarily right at the front. Yeah. Because they've been pushed to the back. And that's not cool. That's not okay. No, I don't I don't think that that's cool at all anymore. But yeah, that, that was that was that. I can I have a little rant on that occasionally. <laughs> that's okay. I when I see someone something terrible has been done. <laughs> oh yes. I I totally get that. Like I go on my rants too, trust me. How <laughs> <laughs> does normally get to listen to them? Yeah, I usually have a strong opinion about things that most people don't want to hear about, but I say it anyway. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Opinions can be At this point, fuck it. What are you going to do to me? Right. And cuddles. Bless my cuddles. Is My cuddles is a cishet lady and kind of sits and listens to me rant about people doing silly things <laughs> and just just listens and then gives me cuddles and then I feel Aww. better yeah see the cuddles <laughs> is what makes it all better exactly there's a reason yeah. that we call each other cuddles and other yeah. people call each other call us cuddles as well just yeah. now I don't have it I'm just hearing us call each other it so much <laughs> I, <laughs> I like That's that fun. better than being called babe actually <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, not quite sure how it happened. It just sort of randomly became a thing. Hey, that's so, uh, that is really cute, ago. though. I love that a lot, a lot, yeah. lot. We like our little nickname. <laughs> we, um, my fiance and I, we uh, were joking around at the culinary, or not the culinary, fuck, the chiropractor. Mm-hmm. And because we go to the chiropractor together and they were joking because like um, they ha- were trying to figure out a name for us, you know, how like Brangelina and yeah. all that stuff. So my name is Cassie and his name is Justin. And I was like, juicy. <laughs> <laughs> juicy. So now they write Juicy on our appointment card and we'll walk in and go, Juicy's here. (laughs) Uh, I like it. It's awesome. Yeah, nicknames are fun. Yeah, we have a good time with it. And it's funny too because like we'll we don't get recognized unless we're together so like i (laughs) will go to the grocery outlet by myself and mind you this town is only like twenty five thousand people so it's not a very big town and we're always in grocery outlet okay and the cashier lady did not recognize me at all the other day and i went in by myself (laughs) And then not 20 minutes later, we went together because I had forgotten something. And she instantly recognized, oh, my gosh, you cut your hair. And I was like, you literally just saw me 20 minutes ago. That's pretty funny. Yeah. It's so bad. We occasionally get stuff like people telling us how cute we are. Like strangers. Yeah. Total strangers. Or like cashiers and stuff like that, and it's just, yeah, yeah, we kind of are. Aww, we kind of cute. <laughs> that is so, awesome. So we are together, 
You work together? We're cute together. Oh, you, you're cute together. I thought you said you yeah. work together. My fiance and I actually work together. <laughs> oh, as well. Cool. Yeah, we build RVs together. <laughs> nice. That's a, yeah. That's like an interesting job. It is. Well, I, I was a chef for 22 years before this, right. and then um, COVID happened, and then I ended up uh-huh. moving for a totally different job. I was growing weed legally for a grow house in Washington and then um, I got bullied by the little cunt ass bitches that I was working with they played I shit you not dude this is like you know how um, like they would do music torture to like you know back in the day or they probably still Mm -hmm. do I don't know to like war prisoners but yeah yeah so this fucking cunt ass bitch played Cardi B's WAP 13 times in a row one day. Okay. Followed by the Sheryl Crow Kid Rock song played 17 times in a row. And then (laughs) to make fucking matters worse made me listen to the worst possible rap for the next six hours. I was Uh. like and someone fucking shoot me in the face because I'm a metalhead. Uh-huh. So. So, yeah. Yeah, that went, that, that went down real well. I mean, <laughs> I don't like rap in, the, like, past 1997, 98. Mm-hmm. Um, so, not to mention the fact that Cardi B is a vapid, disgusting person. And that song literally made me feel like I had to take a bath in bleach. Yeah. After the third time hearing it. So after 13 times, I was like, Yeah. Can someone put an ice pick in my ears, please? Yeah. (laughs) That That sounds awful. Yeah. So they tortured my ass. And I finally went and I went to the manager and I was like, Hey, man. Like, I can't fucking do it with these little kids. Like, I was 10 years older than the manager that I was working with. Oh, and wow. I, yeah. yeah. I was like, I, you've got three other places that you can put me. I moved 1,700 miles for this job. Can you find another place to put me? They fucking fired me. Well, I suppose technically that's finding another place to put you. Yeah, but <laughs> that's not what I fucking what meant. Fuck? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Seriously, what the fuck? Like, you guys literally had me move seventeen hundred fucking miles for this job. Like, the the person that got me the juror that that got me the interview for the job is the nef or is the uncle of the kid that is owning the place. By the way, so like legit, I had family ties into this thing. It was truly who you really know. Uh-huh. And yeah, I was just like, cool, 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 cool. And luckily enough, um, my best friend, Miranda, she lives in, in Oregon where I live now. <clears throat> and she was like, yeah, just come here. I'll help you with this job here and blah, blah, blah. And so now I fucking build RVs. <laughs> Why the hell not? Yep. 
Oh, plus this town doesn't really have like much for restaurants either, so it's not like mm-hmm. I really want to go start from the bottom all the way all again since I was actually yeah. running ho- a restaurant in a hotel before this, and so it's like yeah. Eh. Starting so, from scratch, not a big yeah. So, but I like my job. I have benefits and. You know, I have a set schedule, like I get to work from 6 a.m. in the morning until 3 a.m. or 3 p.m. in the afternoon. I get to see my son at night and I was a single mom for 10 years up until I met my fiance. And so like it was a lot of 18 hour days, seven days a week, you know, like I never got to see my fucking kids. So it's kind of nice that I actually have insurance and (laughs) I get to see my kid at night. (laughs) Yeah, that that's a good bonus. Yeah. Sorry, we went off on a complete tangent. What is your yep. next topic? <laughs> what is my next topic? Um, um, back in the queer stuff again, always. Okay. Yeah, I, no, that's I, fine. Enjoy bringing all of the queer plus some animals. We're gonna we're gonna name yeah. this episode "Talking Queer with Cass and Lee." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So next up is um, I'm gonna go a little bit into. Um, my non-binary identity with me being trans and all okay. it's a big ass umbrella as you know and there are a lot of different identities within the umbrella which is cool I love different things and yeah. it's good and it, it's one of those things where like over the last few years uh, people have been able to find words for themselves that just didn't, either didn't exist or weren't really used before um, and so when I came out as trans, it, there was a whole process of, okay, so what does that mean? <laughs> what, 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 what am I? Who am I? What, what's going on with the gender thing here? Sure. Um, and I wound up settled a few years later, after a few years of kind of hopping between some different things, on transmask, which is short for transmasculine. Sure. Um, which is... Basically, I'm mostly male, but not all. Okay. Um, there are a lot of it's kind of it's just how I feel kind of shit. Um, and I have my various different traits and quirks and what have you. Um, being transmask, I mean. Trans identities, they mean different things to different people. Sure. But the same word will have, will mean something completely different to a different person. Um, so, I only ever speak for me. Sure. Um, but for me, it is, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's an expression of what I have figured out about what my gender is. Okay. That, that is that it is mostly male and has some other bits to it as well. Okay. Uh, so I don't call myself a trans man. I call myself trans mask. Okay. Uh, because masculinity is most of the package, but not all of it. Sure. And I'm uncomfortable being called as if I am just male. Sure. Um, it's that that's all deal with the pronouns. Sure. Um, I use they, them, have for a while, and I use it and its as well. That's a slightly newer one that I've been playing with and that I like. And it's it's that, like, gender is 
if you want it to be, a whole lifelong journey you get to make. Sure. And it's and it's cool and it's exciting and it's fun. Yeah. And finding um, all of these different words to describe something I was never able to put into words or even admit about myself for a long time has been awesome. It's been amazing. And it's, you know, still going on. Sure. <laughs> and I, I like that. And people have a habit um, of not really understanding what it means to have these various labels and identities, which is a real shame because they're missing out on stuff. They're missing out on the awesomeness of trans people as as a whole. When you're trying to try and control what we call ourselves. Sure. I always feel like, um, I don't know, like, I, I kind of grew up as a tomboy, and so mm. my dad pretty much raised me, and so I did a lot of, like, things that a lot of the girls weren't doing, and then, like, <laughs> I always find myself more in, like, thinking, like, the man mentality, but, like, mm. I still identify as a female, as a woman, mm -hmm. but... Like, I feel like I have, like, male tendencies because, like, I think a lot more different than a lot more women than I do. <laughs> but I yeah. think a lot of that was just environment and growing up with my dad and that kind of thing. But I don't know. Who knows? I mean, maybe I could be one of those, you know, in-between type situations. I don't know. I never, I guess I never really thought about it, but you're making me think about it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's one of those things that... Um... It's actually, it's a good thing to think about. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely like, is. Cis people should think about their gender more often and what it means. I agree. I agree um, wholeheartedly. It's, it's an exploration of yourself that you get to make and control and decide what, what, what you mean to yourself and to the world. And coming out of that on the other side, it doesn't matter how you identify. It matters that you did this work. Absolutely. And in doing so, have become more aware of who you are. Absolutely. And, and, of, the, and of who the people around you are. It's, it's a good thing to, to do in general for people. Sure. What would you recommend for somebody that is like kind of um, having that struggle? Like having the struggle of trying to figure out what they identify as? Well, it, it depends a lot on the person and where they are and what they're capable of doing but um, finding trans people to talk to is always a good bet um, mm. a lot of us are quite willing to talk about our own stuff sure. um, and to offer advice and things like that and finding a trans community is also helpful because you get to hang around people that identifies different things and that can help you look at yourself. Sure. Well, that's good advice. Yeah. And the other thing is, you know, if you're a little shyer um, or don't know what to talk to, then there are tons, endless, endless resources on the internet. 
they've got blogs and YouTube videos and all the things you could possibly need to actually do some exploration without needing okay. to talk to anyone first. If that's the scary part, then yeah, go, go read stuff. Uh, yeah. Books and blogs and chat shows and everything under the sun. There are good support groups out there for that. There are. There's a lot of support out there for people who are yeah. trying to explore their gender and what it means. But I've yeah. never, I've never really found any trans folk who are not willing to try and help. Sure. And um, it's something, it's something that I get asked to do on a regular yeah. basis. <laughs> I get, yeah. I, I, get, I get asked to do it a fair bit because people know that I will chat about stuff, uh, whether I'm chatting to a trans person or somebody who's trying to figure out how to support somebody who's come out or sure. you know, a parent whose kid has come out and things like that. Um, now, do you have a, like something that that people find you to do that or do they just, they just kind of find you? And... Uh, usually they find me via somebody else. Oh, okay. I know. That would be kind of a kind of a cool idea for you to start like kind of like your own talk show and talk to like your own um, like crowd to kind of help them through that kind of thing too. Mm. I will recommend um, a chat show called Genderful. Uh, it's it's done by a friend of mine, Gender Me Outstep, who is a Twitch streamer and okay. has a whole very comfy cozy community thing going on on discord uh where okay. I'm, I, I'm their lead discord mod so bias but i i i met meowster last year and just i've been so impressed with what they've done with their community and what they're trying to do with what they have sure um, that i you know got myself all involved huh. <laughs> i sort That's of showed awesome. up and just never left yeah. Um, and they have a show called Genderful, which they run every Monday, okay. where they interview trans people about all sorts of different things, uh, special oh, okay. interests, being trans, all sorts. And then it goes on to YouTube the week after, and um, uh, podcast uh, sometime after that. Uh, but if you go to... Uh, twitch.com slash gender In fact, if you go to Linktree, which is L-I-N-K... I can, I can put it in the show notes, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah just send me the info uh, and I'll yeah. look, link all that in the show awesome. notes. I will. Yeah. Yeah, so it's... Uh, Absolutely. Meowster's Linktree will tell you everywhere they are and everywhere things go and give you some examples of the show and everything. Cool. Uh, it's a good show. I, I was on it myself. Awesome. <laughs> I'm going to have to go check it out just because. <laughs> Maybe I'll be enlightened by something and I'll be like, oh, well, that is amazing to hear. I mean, I really do love to just learn. I love to learn. Mm -hmm. I don't, I, even if it's not anything about me, I love to learn about things. And that's why I love this talk show that I started because I've been learning so many things about people and about all sorts of different things. And I just, I'm having so much fun with this. And I really, <laughs> I really don't care if anybody doesn't like it. I like it. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, you're getting what you need out of it. I'm sure other people are as well. Yeah, it goes. You, you know, you show up with something going anybody yeah. else, and other people go me. Yep. No, it's good. <laughs> yeah, 
It's awesome. I, I'm so glad I've had the turnout that I have because uh, I just checked the website yesterday and I'm up to 155 listens. So oh. I'm super excited about that. I didn't expect to get more than 20. <laughs> yeah, that's so, great. Yeah, I'm excited. So yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, uh, just a bit at a time. Yeah. Yeah. What's your next topic? Um, well, we have a change of topic. Surprise. Okay. I know. Uh, oh, my goodness. I want to talk about our animals. Oh, because yes. Because we have pets, and they're amazing, and we love they them. They are. And they're ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and we still love them. Yes. I love my furry babies. Yeah. We are we are very keen on our little ones. So we have three cats and a dog. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, we have the dog is a long legged staffy who we got uh, when she was two year old as a two years old as a rescue. We got her. Uh, bless her. She is not a smart thing. The dog lacks a certain amount of brain, shall we say? <laughs> That's most of them sometimes. <laughs> Easily call I, I call her skull for brain sometimes. There is no brain, only more skull. She's <laughs> hard-headed enough for that to be true as well. So, but yeah, she she's this lovely, loving little ridiculous widow. <laughs> who just loves to get cuddles and sleep. Kitty uh, <laughs> uh, sisters. Uh, yeah, she has um, some weird quirks. Like we have <laughs> regular c- scheduled cuddle time. Aww, because I love one of the things time. is is that she was neglected in her first Aww, couple of years, so yeah. she's always been very. Um, She's always been kind of needy and a little clingy and very uh, gets very upset if we leave the house without her. And so one of the things I wound up doing, not sure how this came about, but I wound up, we have regular scheduled cuddle times for her throughout the day. And it's actually made her less anxious, which is brilliant. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's, she gets breakfast, she gets cuddles when I wake up. Good morning, cuddles. And then she gets, oh, well done, you ate your breakfast and went to the toilet cuddles. And then she gets, oh, well done, you ate your dinner and went to the toilet cuddles. And then she gets, <laughs> then she gets good night cuddles after everybody gets a bed night treat. Aww. <laughs> and if, I, if I'm not giving them to her, she will come and demand them. <laughs> That's how my Zeus is, too. <laughs> like, there's, even, there's, there's key words and everything. That, ha- mm-hmm. that have to come out. There's just this whole little speech I have to give. Oh, yes. <laughs> I am happy. 100% with you on that one. What's your <laughs> speech? Because I'm going to tell you mine. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, I'm telling her that she's a good puppy. A good puppy and a good dustbin. We call her a dustbin because she will inhale food. Taste <laughs> it. She's a good dustbin. Did you go to the bathroom? Oh, good girl. And then I give her a couple of pats and tell her to bugger off, which <laughs> also taught her to understand. And it is always funny to me. It's never not funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that that basically the same for your breakfast and dinner ones. And oh, of then, course. 
bedtime is um, good night, puppy. You sleep good. And you get a good puppy sleep. And I'll see you in the morning for your morning Aww. puppy cuddles. And then tell her she's a good girl a few times. And then night, night. Aww. And that's when she stays on her bed, at least until we're asleep. <laughs> and then she, by morning, she's always back on the bed again, which oh, is fine. Yeah. It's just, it's just that we need her. Me, me particularly, really need her not uh, climbing on me while I'm going to sleep. Yeah, because I have a lot of sleep troubles as it is. I don't need. I get that. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, always by morning, she's right there, generally mm-hmm. waiting for us to wake up. Aww. And the cuddles are always me as well. Of course, it's a me thing has to be me. Can't be cuddles. Nope. Otherwise, she's she she gets confused. Doesn't yep. quite understand that she's still getting the same cuddles. <laughs> because, like I said, she's not that bright. But she's so sweet and has such a big heart and Aww. loves us and she loves her well, her, her kitty sisters. Aww. Pretty sure she thinks she's a cat. Oh, yeah. I, we have a wiener dog that thinks she's a cat. Yeah, it's because she's surrounded by the cats all the time. Mm-hmm. And she loves them so much. She I thinks know. she's cat. But I, I have a theory, uh, which is that because she was neglected when she was a puppy, that she didn't quite age out of that development. Mm-hmm. I just so, sent you a picture of the puppies that we had. <laughs> oh, you can even see ter- uh, Harry. You can see oh. the little lightning bolt on the back of his neck. Oh, so cute. Hi, puppies. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I no, was right. like, I better send. So cute. <laughs> uh, I have lost entirely what I was saying now. Oh, yeah. yeah she's a, she's Sorry. A, <laughs> she's, got, she's got such a big heart, and she's so lovely. She's just not that bright. But Aww. that's fine. I managed to teach her a few things. She yeah. Does, she does know how to give paws, and she does know about cuddles and bugger off. <laughs> and, you know, she's not been entirely unteachable. Yeah. I have to teach her some things to amuse me. Of course. <laughs> and this she is has, the she one that the we give, ended up keeping. She has the give portrait, and she's so proud of herself for it. It's so cute. And she gets so excited when I ask her for a paw. Aww. Aww those little puppy eyes. Yeah, that's the one we ended up keeping. Nice. Oh, wait, yes. no. Wait, no. No, that's... uh. Yeah. No, that's Bella. That was Bella. She had just the the little white toes. Uh, Lucy, the one that we kept, he's got like one full white arm, and then he's got one full black <laughs> arm, and so it looks like he's got like um, a full sleeve tattoo and one non. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here he is. There he goes. I'm sending it. I'm sorry, I don't mean to distract oh, you with all the puppy pictures. Cute puppy. I know. <laughs> he doesn't puppies. look like that now, though. He looks oh, like this. <laughs> don't stay that little for long. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going to be as big as his dad because his dad looks like Falcor from Neverending Story. <laughs> Here, here's his dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes definitely yeah I should have named him Falcor but I named him Shadow because 
um, Homeward Bound was my favorite movie growing up, uh, and I always wanted a golden retriever named Shadow. And then I ended up getting a golden doodle. <laughs> yep, close enough. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, Cuddles had me watch Homeward Bound a while back. I hadn't, I hadn't seen it before. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Actually, I actually live like 45 minutes from where they filmed it. Oh, cool. Yeah, there's a place, um, it's called Joseph, and it's like 45 minutes up. It's a, a, uh, Hell's Canyon is the canyon that you go up to get to it. And they actually filmed, and I. it was crazy because I met a guy while I was up doing the tram that they have up there that goes up to the top of the mountain and they have a little mm-hmm. restaurant at the top of the mountain and um, I'll have to send you the picture it's really cool um, and uh, this guy was standing there talking to me we were talking about our animals and then he was like oh yeah I actually met that dog and they were at the ranch yeah. that I was working at back in the day and blah blah I was like oh, can I like can I just touch you? <laughs> just your shoulder. I don't care. Like you met my favorite dog in the whole world. <laughs> um, I had so when um, my I had this dog named Abby for she was fourteen by the time I ended up having to say goodbye to her. Mm. And I it was not it was not an easy day for me. I fucking cried for weeks. Um mm. but I used to tell her that she was the prettiest girl, the sweetest girl, the smartest girl and was the best doggy in the world my best friend and i would just sit there and talk to her like that and my friend calvin i had a friend calvin who had a dog named hobbs (laughs) and um he was like that's why that dog has lived so long and i'm like why and he goes because the way you talk to her i'm like well how else am i supposed to talk to her she is the prettiest girl in the entire world like you know (laughs) i not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so there is the dog who who we call Doofus. Doofus. Yes. Yes. Because yeah, she she answers to a lot of different things. Like her her given name was Pepper, which technically we kept, but we mostly call her Doofus. Uh, <laughs> she also answers to ridiculous because we call her that a lot. <laughs> And some other things. She, and she responds to, or you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> stuff. Because she just learned that these are names and they are potential cuddles. Or at the very least, attention. Oh, my gosh. Which is, of course, the best thing to get is attention and treats. Of course. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's I want attentions name. and treats too. <laughs> I want more attention and treats. What am, am I always giving? When I, any hint that you might be speaking to her, and she's on you. Oh my gosh, of course. That's and how Poppy is. Unfortunately, right now that she is fast asleep. Otherwise, I would have a dog currently attempting to climb on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, our little doofus. She is... Not the smartest dog, but she's such a lovely dog. She's so Aww. nice and gentle. 
The sweetest baby. Yeah, we can play games that you just wouldn't be able to play with other dogs. Like, oh, we can yeah. steal a toy from her mouth, literally. And she will pl- she'll, she'll join in and play. Uh, game of uh, takeaway. She doesn't. Mm-hmm. She doesn't fetch. There is no <laughs> fetch. No, 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 no. Give only throw. Oh yes. She, she that's likes how that shadow game. is. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> Chase after it, and then be like, "Oh, shiny! Look at that!" <laughs> yeah, it's mine now. And then we have to take her to get it back. Oh no, he won't even go get it. He'll just chase after the ball and then <laughs> let somebody else get it and then go, ooh, shiny, and run away. <laughs> that That's a smart dog that's got you doing its work for it. Because <laughs> <know, right? laughs> well, Poppy will end up getting the ball and bringing it back, but he like will, he'll beat her to the ball, able to get it, and he'll still just be like, fuck it. Oh, look. <laughs> I go here first. You, you can get the thing. Yeah. Not interested in that. Just wanted to run. He's so funny. Yeah. Uh, Oz will take anything and just, yeah. Tennis balls, frisbees, whatever you've got. Oh, yeah. And she will play the game and we have to try and get it off her. And... She loves it, and she'll play it until she literally collapses. If <laughs> 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 we let her. <laughs> Tis the best game ever, apparently. Oh, yes. According to the doofus. Oh, yes. Uh, but, as I say, we don't just have the doofus. We have three cats. <laughs> Ooh, I love the kitties. The kitties. Oh, we love our kitties. The first one um, is Squeak. And she's the first <gasps> kitty that we wound up with. I love it already. <laughs> well, she had a different name initially, but she she never meows. She only has a squeak. Aww. So I nicknamed her Squeak, and it sort of stuck. And now that's her actual name, and she answers it. to it. Uh, she's she's our oldest. We got her when she was two, or rather, she adopted us when she was two. Is what actually happened there. <laughs> That's kind of how my cat showed up. He yeah. like um, it was right before I had to put Abby down, and um, mm. he like showed up at my parents' house just out of nowhere, and he was already like two years old. And my mom was like, "We cannot have any more animals. Like <laughs> they already had, they already had their two dogs, and then my sister's cat and." Um, they didn't have time at all to take care of any of them because they were working on busy other things. And my mm-hmm. mom was like, do you want him? I'm like, duh. Yes. <laughs> and she Obviously. sent me a picture and he already had the name Zeus before I even met him. <laughs> and you would never know that this cat was a stray because this cat is so obsessed with me. Like... This is the funniest thing. He just has to be on me, around me, touching me at all times. Uh-huh. I have one of those. Yeah. You are special. You are spe- specially human. I know the yep. feeling. Yeah, I am a special human as well. Yeah. He. Um. I was literally leaning over my bathroom counter one day, and he was going absolute bonkers because I wasn't holding him or petting him. <laughs> and so, what does he do? Lays on my back while I'm leaning over the bathroom counter and I'm like 
I have to stand go. up, ding dong. Absolutions <laughs> go. It's pretty good. Yeah. Couple of issues, <laughs> but mostly okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dork. Uh-huh. Uh, so Squeak adopted us. Um, well, Squeak adopted Cuddles and then met me a few days later. Oh, and sure. That was it. Came to sit on me and that was it. Um, I, I truly then, believe they adopt you. It's not the other way around. Yeah, I mean, Squeak literally did. Yeah. She was, <laughs> she was um, basically Cuddles' Cuddles' mom, who <clears throat> I talk about as little as possible because I have very little nice to say about her, um, was that she had carers in, and one of the carers was wanting to get rid of the cat that she bought for her daughter because her boyfriend was moving in and had Rottweilers who were not cat friendly. Oh. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to get rid of this cat and Cuddle's mom offered to take the cat. The cat was brought in, took one look and raced upstairs and hid in Cuddle's room. Oh my <laughs> God. No way. <laughs> I am not having that human. They <laughs> uh, squeak, smart cat. That one, <laughs> frankly, that is a clever kitty. Aww, I love it. Yeah, and then she adopted me as well, and there we go. She's uh she's about nine now. Aww, so she's starting to slow down a little bit, but she's still a grumpus cat. She's a yeah. grumpy one. Aww, uh, she likes to sit on Cuddle's hip when she's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, come and just meow at us. Or <laughs> stop meowing from somewhere else and wind up here. Uh, yeah, she, she's a bit of a weirdo, but she's she's a, she's grumpy and it's cute and we love her. Mm. Uh, and then um, a few months after we got the doofus, we got monster. Mm, who monster? Who, uh huh. Her original name was uh, she's a she's a torty or a calico, and she mm-hmm. has gorgeous kind of orange, like looked a bit like uh, fire around along her sides, and so <gasps> yeah. And so I nicknamed her. I, I named her as a as a Hunger Games pun, and I called her Nis the Cat on Fire. Oh, <laughs> so that was her original that. name. That's that's still her Sunday name, but um, she just kind of picked up the nickname Monster because, as a kitten, she was an absolute monster. <laughs> just that's a, so uh, funny. Just a nightmare. But she adopted me the day the day we got her, nine weeks old. Oh, uh, she decided that I was a special human, and that's been it. I have had my little sidekick cat ever since. <laughs> That's so funny. Aww. And then, when we moved into where we are now, we got ourselves another kitten, because Monster's now about five. Uh, so we now have a one-year-old kitten. We got last, we got her last year. And she, Monster has become the slightly more responsible older sister. Sure. Sister now. And now Callie is the absolute nightmare. <laughs> of course. She loves playing with monster, um, but she's terrible at play fighting, so she always gets her ass kicked. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. 
The monster likes punching her in the face, I guess. She likes getting punched in the face. Uh, she, plays, she plays with Squeak as well. And Squeak doesn't play very often, but I'll find him in the middle of the night sometimes or if I go to the bathroom uh, and they'll be playing up and down the stairs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so funny. It's really cute. Uh, and her and Puppy are just are really close. She Aww. will just spend ages at a time just brushing up on Puppy's face. <laughs> just brushing herself along the dog's head. And the dog will just sit there and let her. Yeah. <laughs> she knows, you know, she knows to be careful of the kitties. We taught her yeah. very early that uh, that she was kind of bottom of the pack. Uh-huh. That way, um, she would know to take extra care of the cats. Uh, when we got Monster, there was an awful lot of us having to grab hold of her because she wanted to go and follow this tiny fluffy thing that was all vulnerable and racing around the house. And she wanted to go follow her and make sure she was okay all the time. Because uh-huh. she's a nanny dog. Oh. She's a nanny dog. So they were bred. They used to babysit children. So that uh-huh. reading's still in there. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't as bad with Callie. Um... But, yeah, she still has her moments when she's like, Oh, God, the kitties. One of them is doing something that might be dangerous. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh, it's how funny. She's Aww. an adorable thing. She is. I love it so yeah. much. So that's, that's our menagerie. <laughs> we love them. They were uh, yeah. It's hard not to because they're just so yeah. great. They are. And they they're really all, are. They're really well behaved. We've trained them. Um, Callie um, first had to be trained to sit politely to get food or treats. Uh-huh. And then, just for fun, I trained her to give paw. Aww. So she'll now give me her paw in order to get a treat. Aww, good. Yeah, it's so cute. So she we sits, just she started politely. getting Lucy to yeah. like learning how to sit, so we're we're yeah. we're getting there. He's still a pup pup, so yeah, uh, we had to teach Doofus pretty much everything because pretty, we're pretty sure that she lived outside and was left alone an awful lot, so she didn't have any manners when she came in. <laughs> zero house manners, no yeah. one. Uh, so we had to do some. Just really basic training with her. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, but she tried so hard, and she just... she got it. She's mostly there. She's just stubborn. Oh yeah. Oh god, they all are. I, They're I don't so want good. To do the thing. Yeah. You're doing, doing the thing. But I don't <laughs> want. Her. I don't want to do it. the thing. And then you know the hangdog look. We get that. <laughs> she tries it still, even though it never works. <laughs> well no that's not true it works on cuddles but that's fine because I'm usually here I'm like cuddles now of no. course yeah no cuddles leave the dog Aww. be <laughs> yeah she's a cutie her and a sweetheart and the cats are all sweethearts in their own weird ass ways oh yeah even Squeak who's a grump <laughs> it's our old lady they just find their time right yeah and we like it we like just you know let them be whoever they are yeah Stop that's the best part we playing with things they shouldn't play with beyond that nah 
Yeah. That's the best part, too, is that you get to see yeah. all the different personalities that each one of yeah. them has. And they're all That's different. That's the best part they're also, about They're all so the... different. And yes. like, they're, all, they're all such... Um, they're all really, really sweet. They're all sweethearts. Mm-hmm. Um, but their personalities beyond stuff like that are just so different in what mm-hmm. they want. And yeah. Ali has the weirdest likes and dislikes for food. Oh, sweet. Yeah, when we had a, um, you, you, you should just, you know, do you want a bit of this, do you want a bit of that? And now she's a year old and her taste buds have kind of set. She she loves rice and she loves Aww. bread and chips and potato stuff, as well as meat, obviously. But yeah, she loves, when, when we get when we get stuff or whatever, we'll, I'll tend to give her a little bit of what I'm eating. Because she'll come, she'll come, and she'll sit nicely, and see if there's something she can have. And yeah, she she likes she likes carbs and starch. <laughs> <laughs> she will she will just eat bread and a chip. She loves she loves the potatoes and just yep, like okay, sure. I mean, have some meat as well, but fine. Look weirdo. She's she's eating Indian food. She she will eat crisps. Oh, that's Elena. so funny. She, she likes what? So... She likes what's it? She likes are, what? What's it? Which are cheesy puffs? Oh, okay. So like our Cheetos. Yeah, yeah. She okay. likes those. <laughs> She's so weird. Like uh, I had a cat that liked to eat chips too. She was really weird. <laughs> oh, it was my baby kitty. Oh man, I miss her so much. She was like this cute little um, like calico kitty that I got from a friend of mine for, uh-huh. for her um, cat had kittens. And then my son left the door open when he went to go to the bus oh, one no. morning, and she got out and got hit by a car. And I cried for like oh. two weeks. Oh, that's yeah. awful. She almost ripped my face off though, because like my um, my friend Lacey would have me babysit her dogs, which I absolutely was like all the time, like yes, please, I loved mm-hmm. I loved her dogs, and um, I, I'll babysit anybody's dogs. I don't care. I love all their animals. I'll I'll babysit anybody's animals, um, and. Uh, so they came to stay at my apartment for a weekend and my baby kitty saw Roscoe come in and she like flipped the fuck out, just went complete like blind and like climbed up my body, nearly <laughs> ripped my face off and then took off off my shoulder and ran <laughs> into my bedroom. And I was just like, <laughs> what in the actual fuck? What because she'd fuck, been yeah. around dogs before. She was around uh-huh. Abby because Abby was around before she passed away. And so it was just like, what in the actual fuck? She was just like, demon dog from hell! Ah! I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, cats are so fucking weird. You can never forget yeah. what's going to set them off. I know. Oh. It's so weird. No, Monster has this weird thing where she... Well, we have in the in the corner of the bedroom. We've got um, by Alexa's side of the bed. We have a big old um, cat tower. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which we did about two thirds of the way to the ceiling, a bunch of platforms and stuff. Uh, and Monster likes Monster likes going in a little house, which yeah. is fine. But she yeah. has decided that the route to the little house is not via Cuddle's side of the bed. <laughs> that would be far too simple. 
No, she yes. comes on my side of the bed, mm-hmm. climbs up over the headboard, usually using me as a step, either of course. You know, my shoulder or, you know, my head, walks across the radiator on the back, and then goes on to the thing. So- Interesting. <laughs> yeah, she just decided that this is her own special little <laughs> role that she uses. And now the others do it too. And they also use me as a step. So I am a step. I am a cat step. Yeah. One of my many skills. One of my many skills to put on my resume is cat step. (laughs) Cat bed, cat bath. Mm -hmm. I I, I do have many skills. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, But cats are so weird. They are so weird. And the things that they decide and what they want and what they do. (laughs) And the weird nasty yeah. things that they do as well. Uh, Monster used to, when we lived in uh, Liverpool, when we first moved in together and we'd first caught her, she would make nests under the dining room table. Um, we never used a table as an actual dining room table. Uh, <laughs> it was only ever used if we had a bunch of people over for like RPG nights or board games or whatever. So most of the time... It was fine, but she'd just make a nest of whatever was around. So, like, there'd be a nest of, like, old puzzle books and jiffy bags and shit like that. Every time sure. we, we look on that, we clean it out. Two days later, new nest. <laughs> Such a winner. Of course. Yeah. So weird. And they all have their own little favorite places in the house as well. Where we know to go find them when we want them. Although finding two of them is fairly easy. I just rattle the treat box. But Squeak, because she is regal, does not come to the rattle of the treat box. Most of course. Of Most of the time. Sometimes yeah. she does. But only if she was coming anyway, you know. Yeah. Or, or it's the rattle of the bag. Because, yeah. like, I have the the bag treats, and as soon as... And it won't even be, like, their treats. It'll be, like, a bag of chips or something, and they're like, treats? Yeah. Like, you Yeah, no. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ali appears at the slightest suggestion that there yeah. might be a treat being rattled. But, uh, Squeak, Squeak has to get hers when I leave the room to go to the bathroom before bed and give it to her. Yeah, I even have, so like, if you ever want to do this, this would be fun. I have a, um, it's a good boy, bad dog TTRPG. It's like a real simple fucking module. (laughs) Um, If you ever want to play, we will probably end up doing it again for the brothel girls dogs again, just for funsies. Um, We did it um, for, uh, we did it a couple weeks ago, and then I actually posted it on the Talk Anything I think for last week's episode, I believe it's uh, four dogs in a trench coat is what it's called. <laughs> and that was thanks to Nick. Thanks, Nick. Hi, Nick. <laughs> or Bubby. We're going to call it where his nickname is Bubby. So we'll say hi, Bubby. <laughs> that um, funny. Oh, it's oh, man, we had so much fucking fun. And that's where like a lot of the like the wow, wow comes from, like because of Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Adam. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we we had a lot of fun. But we if you ever want to play that with us again, like it would be a hell of a lot of fun. Like, yes, it would be fun to have you yeah, as right. like a like a cat protagonist or something. Oh, I should <laughs> be the cat antagonist. 
Yeah. Oh man, that would be it so could be the funny. Evil cat. Try yes, to do the evil cat. Evil that cat would be trying so to take funny. away that lab or something. <laughs> or steal their food. Yes, let's do yeah, this. That's a weird We're... one as well. Squeak likes the dog food. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that is weird. I had a Squeak cat likes that the dog's wet food. It's weird. To the point where to... she will sometimes try and be stubborn and demand that she gets the dog food. I right. So we bought like a whole new cat castle for Zeus thinking it was a lot taller than it was and then it came mm. in and it was like actually shorter than the one that we had. We were trying to uh, get something taller so that the dogs couldn't get to his food. Yeah. And so we ended up putting just a shelf up um, up high so that they wouldn't be able to get it. But they still managed to get it because my dogs are huge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oz has got in trouble a couple times for eating the cat food. <laughs> because as I said she's a dustbin and will eat anything resembling food if left uh-huh. alone with it yeah. when we leave the house we have to shut her out of places because otherwise we'll come back and she will have scavenged something <laughs> she has absolutely yep. no judgement in the scavenging she will yep. eat something that's rotten mm-hmm. or whatever and she's just not smart enough to judge the difference and then she'll make herself sick. Like, hey, <laughs> that sounds like my shadow. Up. Yay. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like shadow all day. He'll sit yeah. and like lick the floor or something. And then yeah. like it causes his stomach to get all icky. And then he throws up all this acid crap. And I'm like, Ick. yeah, that, that yellow bile stuff. Yeah, so yeah, gross. Yeah, that's what we get from her as well. It's gross. Now, do you guys just feed them once a day? Twice a day. Twice a day. Yeah, we, we, we had to we, get we on have, the schedule a, once. Uh, we have a always full dry thing. That oh yeah. We can chuck like two liters of dry food in at a time. It's one of those gravity ones. And then sure. Oh yeah, for the cats. Yeah. Yeah, well, that for the cats. Yeah. Um, and then we feed them wet food twice a day. And Aww. the dog, we feed some wet and dry twice a day. Yeah. And then we had to get on the food. schedule of once a day because we work 10 hours a day. And so yeah. we unfortunately have to like limit their food and water intake just because yeah. of, you know, accidents. <laughs> yes. <of course. laughs> so now, have, we've managed to actually train ours to not judge when it's feeding time by the time, but by us. So it's never breakfast time until I'm up. Cuddles is always up before me, um, but it's not breakfast time until I'm awake. Then they can start asking for breakfast and the dog can start asking to go out and then I bug Cuddles until she does it. And that's how that goes. And then a similar thing happens at night, um, except that their cue is our Echo Dot that I got for my birthday, (laughs) reminding (laughs) Flex to feed them. (laughs) <laughs> and they know the sound. Yeah. <laughs> Lady spoke. Yep. That means feeding. I know. It's <laughs> like, I think ours have like that internal timer because as soon as it gets close to six o'clock, mm-hmm. they're over there like making their little noises like, um, excuse me. Um, yeah. hello. And, and we, we're like, we, what we the fuck us, do you want? <laughs> we train ours on purpose to go by us rather than mm. themselves because yeah that way yeah, i mean it's it started off with just a uh, monster trying to pour at me in the middle of the night as they do 
when we first mm-hmm. got out. And mm-hmm. it took us. I, I sleep with earplugs and a sleep mask because I have sleep problems and that's something that helps. Sure, um, yeah. I have to sleep with the earbuds in. Yeah. Monster basically learned very quickly that poking me while I have my sleep mask on gets her nothing. <laughs> days of me being repeatedly poked at and having to lie perfectly still while <laughs> he tried desperately to wake me up <laughs> and you're trying so hard not to laugh uh-huh. or like you're well, like stop it like your whiskers out my nose <laughs> but she picked, she picked that up after a few days and alright fine so then we had to do the same thing for Callie but she picked it up as well mm-hmm. uh, Squeak, Squeak's never done that aww um, but again, she was neglected a bit as well. She was left alone a lot. Oh, the poor baby. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I'm they, so they, glad they that learned. they have you for the snuggles because yeah. I want to snuggle them. Give them lots of snuggles for me. I will. I yes. Oh. for the wall. I love yeah, animals they're, so they're, much. They're wonderful. They're wonderful. We love them, and they're so they're so nice and so kind. They are so caring. I have a hard time watching any sort of animal cruelty or anything like I like I won't watch old westerns because and I know that you know whatever but like Mm -hmm. I don't like seeing the horses getting hurt and then like any sort of anything like I'll watch the news or something and it's like something being an animal rescued or something and I still bawl my eyes out because I'm like oh that poor baby how much they had me just suffer for that short amount of time you know it just hurts and I'm already crying and I'm not even like oh my god what is going on right now (laughs) like oh my gosh stop it Fuck the humans, I'm only bothered about the animals. I know, it's so You can bad. watch something and all of the humans can die. But if one animal yes. gets hurt, it's terrible. I know, um, I'm the worst. We like to I... read Oof. to each other. We like, to, we like to read to each other. And I've been reading something um, where just like as incidentals, like animals, and I'm talking like pigeons and yeah. horses kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm just like rewriting on the fly so that I don't have to read the death of the animals. Yeah. So we have like pigeons that escaped and flew away and horses that now live in a in in in, in a different horsey universe. Mm-hmm. They weren't swallowed by the evil portal thing. They they were sent there. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. Making it up. And she knows exactly what I'm doing because, you know, it's me kind of going, ah, okay, and uh, this. Improv. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just write authors on the fly so that uh-huh. animals don't die uh-huh. <laughs> unless it's an integral part of the plot itself uh-huh. for some reason. Um, anytime we watch something and there's an animal, it's like, I'm just going to pause it and go visit Does the Dog Die? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. You can be prepared for any potential animal deaths. Oh, man. I That's almost it. didn't even is a watch... Oh man, I know. I almost didn't even watch Game of Thrones because that one episode—I think it's like the third one in or something. Like the guy does a horrible thing to a horse, and I was like, uh, I don't know if I can watch this at all. Yeah. And then my friend I was watching it with—they were like, it—it it doesn't happen again at all, like at all in the rest of the movie or the show. I was like. Mm-hmm. 
If it does, I am punching you in the face because I fucking bawled my eyes out for like an hour after that scene and I could not do it. Yeah, that that would be fair punishment. Yeah, I'd almost punched him in the face. <laughs> oh, okay, so wow, we've been talking for an hour and a half now. <laughs> it's amazing how much time flies when you're talking about something amazing. Um, so what's your recommendations? Okay, um, I've got a book and a film and a game, as, okay. as was requested. So the book is called Defy or Defend by a author named Gail Carriger. Okay. Uh, Miss Gail is pretty awesome. She's a great writer and all of her books are always worth the reading. It's very um, it's queer Victorian steampunk stuff. Ooh. All of the queer. All of, of the steampunk. Yeah. Um, and their romance. And she out. is she's nice to her characters. Like, you know, bad shit happens, but, like, not just for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't like killing off characters violently and things like that. And so sure. her books are kind of a comfy read. Uh, you know, you know you're going to get a happy ending. Sure. And that's always nice. And they are in, just infinitely readable once you pick them up. It's difficult to stop. Um, sure. I love those kind yeah. of books. I yeah, love books so, she so has, much. She has a whole universe called the Parasolverse, uh, which came, which is named after the first series of books called the Parasol Protectorate. And she's done all these expansions. Um, there's, there's a young adult series in the Parasolverse about young women being trained to be assassins. Ooh. Yeah. And Defy or Defend is kind of some follow-ups from that, uh, following some of the women in those books in later cool. life. So afterwards, when they're established as assassins and everything. Sure. And Defy or Defend specifically is my choice because it's not the first time Miss Gale has written a trans character. But this one is, it's about um, Agnes, who is named the Wallflower. Um, and nope, not Agnes, wrong one, wrong book. Dimity, <laughs> who is very good at... Uh, rearranging things into the proper order of things. And she gets called in to go and look at this vampire hive. Uh, Vampires in the Parasol Verse, basically, um, they have one queen who slowly, as she ages, becomes more and more tethered to one spot. Uh, She can't leave her house. Um, If anything happens, that makes the place impossible for her to stay. She has to, they do this thing where they swarm and they have to find somewhere new very quickly or she will die. And so will all the drones and everyone else. And so it's a bit, pretty serious thing to have stuff like that going on. And in this vampire hive, they are in danger of, and I quote, going goth. Because their vampire queen has been in hiding, like, in the basement of their house. And there's almost nobody left in this hive anymore. And they're about to lose this entire hive. And so the British government who runs these spies sends Dimity over and somebody else sends um, a, an ex-soldier over called Chris and they're both trying to figure out what the fuck to do with this hive and very quickly you meet a character called uh, Justice 
who, a little over halfway through the book, um, starts using feminine pronouns and wearing dresses. And it's made as not a big deal. Like, here is somebody who was originally um, gay. And okay. Has realized that actually feminine, yeah, that, that, that actually is better. I will take she, her pronouns. And it's just dropped in in a couple, there's only a couple of mentions of it. There's one where it's mentioned one time where they're discussing whether or not Justice could pretend to be the Hive Queen for an upcoming important thing. And then it's just like, well, we're just it's like female pronouns, by the way. And then mm-hmm. it's just mentioned like a chapter later that, yeah, Justice has decided to go for that. And that's it. And she gets to wear fabulous dresses. And they are like the only queen in history, uh, the only hive in history with two queens. Oh. This has never happened before. Yeah. But, yeah. And, and it's great. And, you know, happy endings. And, you know, her lover comes to join as a drone. And she gets to be another queen. And it's amazing. And it's just <laughs> so kindly and respectfully written, as all mm-hmm. of Ms. Ms. Gale's stuff is. Um, and I was just, just in absolute tears over the whole thing just bawling my eyes out because seeing something like that in a book it goes back to the representation thing in a way Um, but just seeing a character come out as trans not a big deal but gets a and gets a happy ending and and all of that stuff all right Oh, and I just sent you the link to the book of the Vela, and then that was adapted into the podcast. Awesome. I will give that a look. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I will recommend any of Miss Gale's books, but that one uh, is a standout for me because of that. Um, Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to check that out. That sounds so good. I went and kind of loved all over Twitter about it at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so happy because it was amazing. Yeah, that uh, sounds know, so good. One of those few cishet authors that I mentioned that sure. has spent their life around queer and trans people. So when she's writing about us, she knows what she's doing and will also take feedback about what she's doing. And oh. she is very kind and, and used to be an archaeologist randomly which is cool <laughs> but yeah, I, rec- I, I recommend um, any any Gail Carrier books uh, she has the Victorian various series going on, there's a bunch of them uh, and she's also got a more modern day series which is set in the same universe but now mm-hmm. where the thing that created um so how to explain without spending forever on it basically there's um the ether which is what exists and is related to what makes people able to be turned into a supernatural creature so Mm, it's not it's not guaranteed that you'll that you'll make it sure 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 to turn into a vampire or a werewolf 
Oh, um, I kind of like that. In the future, um, the yeah. whole thing was literally exploded out of the sky and kind of dropped and the world changed because suddenly anyone who had it in them to become one of these supernatural creatures became one. Mm-hmm. And now just become them um, when, they, when they're born and when they grow up. Um, so you're in this world where these things are just kind of everywhere now and it's a really different place and these are the books that she writes as Gail M character which is what she uses when she's writing more adult material mm-hmm. so if you go for the uh, San Andreas werewolf books expect sex okay <laughs> and a fair amount as, as I do with most vampire books <laughs> yeah um, her others it's, it's much more subtle stuff when it comes to that side of things um it's there, but you get the tasteful fade to black stuff. Okay. Eventually, not doesn't go quite into quite as much detail. Whereas sure. Anything with That's the okay. Empire, I don't mind. <laughs> um, that there you have the detail, and there's also um, the fifth gender that she wrote a couple of years back came out, which is set way in the future, and has aliens and much sex, <laughs> much <laughs> sex with the alien and a human. Yeah. <laughs> It's a whole thing. Um, it's a, it's yeah. a thing. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a good thing. She writes, <laughs> she writes them really well. And she's a great writer. And she's cool. um, worth worth looking at if you like queer stuff. And I will. She's one of the few cishet authors that I would recommend as actually being good at writing queer characters. And it is literally because that's what she knows. Mm-hmm. And her life around us. And so she knows who we are. And what we are, and, and everything, and can just write a queer character who is a character. Nice. Yeah. So Defy or Defend is specifically for that transition, transitional part. But uh-huh. actually, any girl character, pick it up. It'll be good. Okay, I will for sure. Yeah. Um, the movie I was going to recommend. Okay. Is. Uh, not very, not super recent, um, early 2000s, eh, maybe late 1990s. Uh, it's called Better Than Chocolate. And oh, yeah. And I think that was 98 or 99, yeah. Yeah. And it has one issue which I will mention, which is that the trans lady is played by a cishet guy. Oh, he I does, guess I never paid attention hmm. to that. Uh, is Nick, Nick, Nick Peter Outerbridge is a Canadian actor, and he oh, did, that's right, Judy. Yeah. Okay. And he did a. I really know. Good I fucking job. recognize this movie. <laughs> he did a really good job. Very respectful. Um, yeah. Um, I just want to, you know, please cast trans people in trans parts. But that aside, uh, <laughs> Judy, <laughs> Judy in that film is not the main character. Um, yeah, but she is this trans woman who has been disowned by her family. Her family are the queer community, um, and she's just you know getting along and being herself. And the and there's this whole storyline about that. And um, she has a she she sings at the club that they hang out at and. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the songs that she sings 
is amazing and you need to go look it up on YouTube right now. It's called I'm Not a Fucking Drag Queen. <laughs> I remember that. I love that song. It's amazing. It is a good song. Yeah. But that that entire film and all the characters really, but Judy in particular was the first time I had seen not just a trans person played well and respectfully, but have a happy ending. For sure. Because trans people have always been um, even more so than gay and lesbian people um, have always been the, oh, it's so tragic, they go through so much pain and then they die horribly thing. Uh-huh. Um, it's fucking awful. <laughs> For one yeah. thing. Especially when that's written by cis people. So wow, seeing... and you can see like a picture of the guy who played Judy mm-hmm. now, and you can s- kind of still see the similarities. Like you see the yeah. eyes and the nose and the cheeks, yeah. but wow, that is amazing. Yeah, and he did do a really good job. He um, did. And in the late nineties, no, was nobody was going to yeah. cast a trans woman as no. a trans character. It wasn't going to happen. And so I, you know, I I let that off for what they did, which is give Judy and the other queer characters happy endings. And there's a wonderful scene where Judy is, after singing that song, um, somebody uh, in the club uh, kind of starts assaulting her in the toilets. Um, oh, yep. And... Two of the others, a uh, lesbian couple, who are the main characters in the film, come in, pull the woman off her, make sure Judy's okay, and then mm-hmm. demand that she apologize. Like, no, yeah. she's not a man, and you need to apologize. And she she gives this very grudging sorry. And then Judy just straightens up, pushes her hair out of her face, and says, sorry, ma'am. And they make this this woman repeat that. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's a great scene. It's a brilliant scene. I love that scene because she's sure. just a badass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Majorly. But yeah, at the end, just everybody getting their happy ending. Yeah. With each other and, I like happy you know, endings. Yeah. And there was, especially in the late nineties, they were not easy to find for queer folk. They're still not easy to find for queer folk, especially mm-hmm. for trans people. And yeah, that that was the first time I'd seen that. And hmm. I loved it, and I loved Judy, and it was still, you know, another like decade before I came out as trans because other stuff. But sure. that was probably the first major little crack on my egg. Was, was sure. That girl. So I recommend it because it is really good for that. Yeah, I definitely. And that would, song is amazing. I would, I would second that motion because that is yeah. a good movie. Yeah. And, you know, there's, like, two straight people in it. (laughs) Even even they get happy endings. Mm -hmm. Everybody gets a happy ending. It's great. Right. (laughs) So, yeah. Happy endings uh, for everybody. Everybody. So, bursts out of the fucking... Yes. You get a happy ending. (laughs) You get a happy ending. Yeah. And you get a happy ending. (laughs) Yes. And I love it. I love that film. (laughs) It was one of the films I I showed to Cuddles early on. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And then your game. My game, yes. 
I spent ages opening and awing over this one. The other two I came up with relatively quickly um, uh-huh. because of mean what they mean to me. But then finding a game that has the same sort of meaning, uh-huh. I was just sat there working my way through games, going, "Okay, uh, another one, maybe that one, another one." So I eventually came up with this one this morning. Uh, okay, is Dragon Age Two. Ooh, yes, that one I love yeah. so much. I, I, I loved Origins. Um, yeah. Dragon Age was one of the first things that me and Colors bonded over, so I have special oh, feelings for the whole series. Such a good, such a um, but Dragon Age 2 is my favorite. Yes. Um, it I, is love my the, favorite I love one. the action style fight, fighting that they kept for mm-hmm. Inquisition and kind of. Inquisition did a bit of a combo of that and Origins. Yeah, um, I, I love the fighting. I love being a mage and putting all mm-hmm. of the speed upgrades, <laughs> putting all of the yep. speed upgrades on, and you'd just be going, whoosh, 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 whoosh. I know spellcasters are literally my favorite. Yeah, I love the spellcasters. I've played that game <laughs> a number of times. It's uh-huh. one of the like two games I have hundred percent in on achievements ever. <laughs> <laughs> I need to pull mine back out because I have mine for PS2 and I haven't been yeah. in a long time and I just uh, really need no, to pull that out and play no, again. My recommendation for that game is a couple of reasons. Actually it's um The graphics are amazing. The graphics are great. They still stand up. There is the issue that anybody who you mentioned DA22 will bring up eventually which is their reused maps oh but but they they did reuse a bunch of maps a bunch of times for their dungeons (laughs) blocking off different bits and sending you in slightly different directions but they were the same sure but they did that they did that because they wound up with a problem which is which was they were only being allowed to do more maps or more story so they chose more story. Mm-hmm. And that forgives the maps issue for me. Sure. Because Bioware live and die on their stories. I mean, come on. For real. Always have. Always. Um, you go to Bioware for the stories more yeah. than anything else. And it's one of the reasons that despite Bioware's issues, which they have had, it's why I have never failed to love one of their games. Even uh-huh. Anthem. I still enjoyed Anthem. I love yeah. Anthem. They were yep. fucked over on Anthem and I'm still pissed about it. But <laughs> I love that. I love playing the flying lightning person. It was very right. Play with cuddles and we'd have so much fun. Um, yeah. But yeah they, they were absolutely screwed on that, which was such a shame. And Andromeda, yeah. I love Andromeda. And again, they were screwed by being forced to put it out early. Yeah. <clears throat> And, and that's, that's never good always problem. good for the games either, because if oh. they have to do that, then it's not always fully done. And then people right. are bitching because this and that. And then, oh, yeah. here comes another patch. Well, I fucking wonder why, guys. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and has got the reputation it deserves. Because mm-hmm. <coughs> I prefer Andromeda to the f- first three games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, prefer, I prefer Ryder to, to Shepard. Sure. Because um, the difference between playing somebody who everybody already knows and is already a war hero and a teenager who has just been thrust into this giant, impossible role after literally everything went wrong. Mm-hmm. And then his dad, his or her dad died and 
now they're the Pathfinder. And, oh, hey, you have an AI in your head. Didn't tell you about that. <laughs> um, just all of that. And there's just this moment at the end of the very first like crew meeting they have where mm-hmm. everybody's just like, okay, so we're done now here. Yeah, all right, bye. And they just yeah. and Ryder just stood there like, uh, um, uh... Okay, <laughs> And then it's doubled at the end of the game by the exact opposite, where everybody stays until Mm -hmm. Ryder says, yep, okay, we're done. Right. The difference between, it's the growth through the game, and Mm -hmm. and the ending just makes me cry. Happy tears. Happy cry tears. Yeah. My fiancé and I have been playing Warhammer uh, Vermintide 2 lately, and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> um, back to the A2. Um, bringing all the queer again. Queer relationships. Yay. And by the way, we're one of the first, first people to do that mm-hmm. in Jade Empire, which has many issues. Many issues. But you could have a queer romance. Mm-hmm. We've done that. I mean, the only other people to be doing anything like that were the Sims, and that was an accident. That was a yeah. thing that was in and wasn't taken out again, and then just sort of stayed because everybody loved just it. Just kind of rolled with it. Yeah, which <laughs> yep. I, I, I love that story. It's a great one. Yeah, but yeah. Dragon Age, Age Two. It it does this thing where it weaves a decade of story. It picks up from after um, the Darkspawn in Origins. And weaves this ten-year story around Hawk and friends, <clears throat> and like you know, you play X amount of time for all of these quests, and then it, the game advances another few years, and it just weaves everything together. And you see your companions grow and change over the course of years, and your relationships and all of that, and <clears throat> and it's a tiny microcosm of the world outside as well between the mage rivalries and the Canari occupation and, and all of that, you're having these characters which are slowly building up romances rather than them kind of all happening within a few months' time. It's over the course of years. And that's really cool because you get depth to it, which you don't otherwise. Sure. And I love that because you can start romancing somebody and then you continue doing it over the course of years. And it. I love that. You never get to do that in games. Really. Um, and it's great. And, you know, if you do something like romance one person, then you can go back again, do somebody else next time, and I have done so. It's just go romance everyone. Which does make it replayable as well. <laughs> um, sure, Yeah. Uh, so you've got that, which is just such a good game and has all this queer rep in it. Because it's not just hawky um, companions either, it's people around them. Yeah. Which is always a, bit, a, a big selling point. That, like, you know, where people just sort of exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. It's just such a good game. And, I mean, honorary, honorary mention always to Inquisition for the first trans character. Oh, sure. Included. Uh, yeah, and it's amazing. And voiced <laughs> by Jennifer Hale, who is also oh, amazing, and is yeah. And they spent so long talking to trans people mm-hmm. about 
how to make a trans character that would be openly trans, but not in a um, weird way. <laughs> like, not being trans just for the sake of being trans, but actually has an important role. Um, you know, they wound up with Grant, who is Bull's second in command and is very cool. For sure. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, DA2 gets it on a little bit on the gameplay for me. Because Inquisition gets a little grindy in the middle. Sure. Whereas DA2, you never have time to get grindy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's really, just constant. Yeah, just always this more stuff going on. And I know. There's no real sitting down and just being able to work on sh side shit. It's just like, yeah. oh, oh shit. Okay, it's I like, sit oh, down. Oh, okay, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And it's all important stuff as well. You do the side shit because actually the side shit is really important to the main shit. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and all these little things <laughs> that you kind of pass by suddenly come, come back to play. And you're like, oh, oh, shit, that's what that was. You know? <laughs> like, like Isabella being yeah. the person that stole the book and things mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, shit. And then, of course, yep. Anders. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. You spend ages gathering all this shit for him and I trying know. to talk him out of being ridiculous. <laughs> and it never works. just ignores, ignores you. It never works. You just go to the place and all of a sudden out of absolutely nowhere the fucking chantry explodes <laughs> and you're just I, I, god I had to sit there and pause and stare at the screen with my gob wide open for a good few minutes just going what the fuck just happened Anders what the fuck did you do <laughs> just just that was just never mind my character that was me <laughs> it's just such an <laughs> unexpected thing i knew like you know he's up to something but at yeah. no point did i expect it would be something like that right and he flew up like the one good person as well you're right the one helpful person I know I get a lot of guff for like my love for Savannah's Windrunner and World of Warcraft and like mm -hmm. what people don't understand is like I stopped playing at Missa Pandaria <laughs> so like uh -huh. she hadn't blown up the world yet and I still yeah. love her even if she did blow up the world because honestly <laughs> she fucking deserved it <laughs> Yeah. because I mean how many times can you get your soul ripped out of your body by a fucking sword and then you Used right. as a marionette by somebody, and then right. like stuck in the middle of fucking Undercity, just to be stood there and gawked at, and then oh. expected not to retaliate. How about you guys literally go fuck yourselves? <laughs> right. And Anders, uh, his his history, like it's both like, dude, what the fuck did you do? You just right? forced a giant war in which many people are going to die. Yeah. But at the same time, I can understand kind of why. Especially if you have its history. If you play uh, the DLC in Origin, that's where you first yeah. as the Grey Warden. Sure. And it's, there's a whole quest um, the, the, in that DLC where you actually go and it, you're in the Fade and that's where you find Justice. And he chooses mm -hmm. to, to meld with that spirit. And mm -hmm. that spirit living in the, the human world becomes vengeance 
because that's what spirits do. And that they're, they're too melded together for um, Anders to be able to separate what's him and what's the spirit, and he doesn't really want to anyway because he's fucking pissed, which he should be because mages are treated horribly. Yeah. But he just makes you get him the ingredients for something which he promises is going to help release his spirit, and actually, he's he's not. He's just getting you to build this bloody bomb. <laughs> and right. Then, and then plant it Jokes for on you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Just like you actually get to assist in all of this without realizing until he blows the shit up and you're like, Yep. You're well, like, fuck, that's what that was. Oh, oh shit. And then you get I the choice afterwards. And then those choices you get afterwards of what to do with him. Just. Do you let him be dead? <laughs> Banish him? Or do you force him to fight by your side and try and do something to fix this? Mm hmm. Uh, I know. And it's all just amped up when you do the Anders romance. <laughs> Because Anders will, Anders will romance any gender. So you can do that anytime. And if you do that whilst romancing him, it's just like extra, extra heartbreak. <laughs> yeah, that's what I came for today. I know, right? And my heart's <laughs> just got cut out of my chest. Thanks so yep. much for that, Bioware, you fuckers. <laughs> They're so good at doing that, aren't they? I know. That's, yeah, Bioware uh, and their stories. But yeah, mm -hmm. Dragon Age 2 is a favorite. Just because it is of all a of the different bits, and it is the a fact that it's this one city, which it is both first is a microcosm of you know the refugees and everything else. This is what's happening everywhere else in the world, but also then dictates what the immediate future of the world is going to be, which is yeah. a major apostate war, <laughs> and then we hit Inquisition, <laughs> and yeah. Everything is not so great. Anywhere. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Alright. Uh, are you ready for your tarot reading? Yes, I have talked a lot. Alright. Oh, oh I know, we both have. It's okay. Like we, We've had so much fun. I really don't yes. even care. Like This can be the longest talk anything cast <laughs> episode of all time. Like I had a fucking blast today. I'm yeah, just telling you right now. This definitely was so much back. fun. Yes, you definitely are. I cannot wait. <laughs> um, so your very first card that you drew was the star. And this indicates that you're traveling on a path of healing. And so knowing that you are, <laughs> there's a, a lot of things that could be part of that. Um, and it's just kind of weird that I didn't even know that you were disabled and stuff before I even said it. Right. Um so anyways, she is here um, to shine hope into your present, um, lighting the way to tomorrow and um, allowing to live in expectation rather than despair. Um, she offers a practical and symbolic solution, um, both of which are integral to her own healing. Um, but she tends to be like our positive thoughts and gives like freely to all offering overwhelming hope in the face of desperation. Um, so if your imagination has stalled, um, she's here to like reopen your pathways and to like stimulate you on a deeper level. So this might be um, that you're, you're, 
kind of struggling with something, but she is here to show you that, like, she's here to teach you to shine, basically. So, like, showing you that there is light inside you. You're not just made of light. You are the light. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. They have a long history of people comparing me to a lighthouse. <laughs> people who've never met each other. Yep. Or don't know yep. each other or anything. I have, know. I've done that. So it's that, same. Yeah. Which um, yeah. also kind of helps out too. And I know that you've. Um, so the other card that you drew is actually the Knight of Cups, um, which is indicating romantic love. So that must be that might be you and Cuddles. Obviously, you guys are, are yeah. uh, very much in love. Uh-huh. Um, and so this basically just. Uh, it, affirmations or, or, <laughs> affirmations affirms your your relationship and this is the path that you're actually supposed to be on um, and then this is actual real love so you guys are you guys are in the good and you're in the clear that's that's a good card that is a yeah. really good card you had some really good cards um, and then your third card was the three of cups which means fulfillment. Um, it's also a card of celebration. And so something big is coming to you. Like there's something that you are going to end up celebrating very soon. So it could be like a, a <laughs> uh, marriage. It could be uh, something new coming. Um Something in in your guys' relationship, there's something that you is coming that you're going to celebrate. So it might not even be marriage; it might be something else. So, but something big is coming. So get yeah. ready for that because it's going to be exciting and good and big. So let me know well, when this happens. <laughs> and that's yeah. what I have for Those you today. Yeah, you have some great cards. Yeah. Okay, I like. Yeah. All right. And so I guess let's one last time, let's plug all your stuff before we say goodbye. Uh, yes. Uh, you can find me storying at leehume.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at leekhume. Um, I'm also a Mastodon now. Same. Uh, community. I could never quite figure out how to say that, but... I'll send well, you we can you can send me the links and I'll put yeah. them in the show notes. Yeah, uh, you can find my TTRPG stuff at leekhume.itch.io. Uh, uh, there's my stuff there, and keep an eye on my Twitter for the podcast stuff. Yeah, and as soon as you launch it, I'll have to have you back on so yes. that you know we can let people know. Hey, guys. Check this shit out, bitch. Definitely. <laughs> awesome. See if I can persuade Cuddles and maybe Tracy to come on. Yeah. I'll, oh, man. We could have a whole bunch of people and it'd be so much fun. <laughs> Here are all I'm the totally people. down for that. Nice. Yeah. Yep. And you guys all know where to find me, so you know... We'll find that information down in the show notes, and uh, you'll be seeing uh, Lee very soon again on uh, any of my stuff because I'm inviting him for all sorts of things. So, 
<clears throat> not not him. No, I, I meant them. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It was a uh, it was my Western way of saying um um um. Yeah. He, um, yeah. It, it, I didn't gonna, say him. <laughs> I'm going to have to get used to that. Yeah. It's, uh, okay. I, I lived in the South for too long where it was like, <laughs> we're in them thing. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> and it rolls into my normal speech and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so thank you for catching that. me on that because I try to enunciate. No, it's fine. I will attempt to remember that that is what is happening. Um, <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I was definitely I, not I saying him. <laughs> the truck driver speaking. Yeah, the truck driver. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, and you guys have a wonderful day, and blessed be.